0: I'm Julie, welcome to Mom Made Plans Podcast, where we're all about practical ways to make mom life a bit easier and a lot more intentional so you can get to the end of the day feeling good with how you spent your time. And today I have a guest joining us and her company is called Mama Systems. So you know you're in for an awesome practical episode today to get some great takeaways for handling the day-to-day mom life and making it easier. So get ready for some really helpful tips here. Before I dive into that, I want to remind you, if you are struggling with a part of your day or your motherhood journey, send me a message, shoot me a DM or an email, and I'll create an episode with some helpful strategies to answer that and give you some help. So just Send me a message and let's work through it together. All right, let's dive into our conversation with Laura today. All right, welcome everyone to the podcast. I have a very fun, practical episode for you today. I have an awesome guest, Laura, with us who is going to give us all the tips on systems to make our lives easier. And she is one with plenty of experience with 10 kids at home. So listen closely. You know she's got all the wisdom for us. So before we dive into all the systems, let me allow her to introduce herself and tell us a little about you. Yeah. Guys, I'm really excited to be here with Julie today. What a fun, what a fun treat. Um, my name is Laura.
1: My husband, Tony and I live in the Dallas area and we have ten kiddos and Three of those were adopted from foster care. And the year that we got them, we also had our fifth biological child and moved across the country. So in a six month period, we were a little crazy and life was kind of turned upside down. All that to say, we we're living in survival mode and kind of realized that we needed some things in place, but nobody had anything that fit our family. And so I was able to create a process that I walk through to create systems that worked for our family. And after I did that, I realized that we had peace in our home, which seems kind of like Really crazy with so many little people because we had five little people, four and under all in diapers and our three that we adopted from foster care all had special needs. And so, I mean, my goodness gracious, it was a lot, but these systems brought peace and they brought sanity to my mind and they helped with my decision fatigue. And so now I get to help other moms put systems in place for their lives that fit their family and that work for them because there's no such thing as a one size fits all system. So that's what I get to do.
0: Yes, I love that. And it is we have to seek and find out what fits our, our personality and our family. So I love that you're able to share and oh my goodness, all those diapers. I have twins and it was two at one time, but oh my goodness.
1: (laughs) It kind of felt like we had, we had two that were the same age and then two on either side of them that were like within a year. And so it felt like we had triplets or quadruplets or all the things. So
0: yes, (laughs) That is so much. Well, I am grateful. Every experience that we go through is not void. God promises like he can use that to channel and bless others. So I'm excited that you're here to bless some other moms with what you have learned through uh, their trial for sure, but you've come through with peace on the other side. So definitely, definitely the goal here is um, systems that bring us more peace in our homes. So let's dive into some of those. Um, And around here at the time of recording, we are entering into back to school season. And I feel like I was just talking to my husband uh this week. And I was like, it's almost like the second New Year's. Like, I feel like when the school year starts, it's like, it's almost like New Year's. It's a chance for a clean yeah. slate. And to like, figure out new systems you want to do. And like, it's just kind of exciting for that the promise and potential of New things. So I thought this was a perfect time to just kind of go over maybe some systems you can share with us, some ideas for kind of those challenging hours of our day when we have school age kids with the before and after school time periods. So I would love to hear kind of what you have for us and just that whole routine of getting up and getting them out the door, how we do that a little bit easier. Yes. So here's
1: the deal. I want us to start thinking about systems because I feel like Maybe some people have already tuned us out. We're talking about systems and it feels very rigid and very like, okay, hey, it's 702. Everyone out the door, loud, chop, chop, right? I want us to think about systems as just anything that we can decide beforehand to take out of our mind so that our mm-hmm. minds aren't going nuts and crazy and decision fatigue, you know? But if we can decide some of those things beforehand and put them in place or delegate some of those things out beforehand and put them in place, then that's less for us to do. It's less on our brains. We can show up as better moms. More peaceful, more intentional with our people. So that's kind of our goal here. So, anything systems, don't think spreadsheet, don't think.
0: I love that things. so much that you said that because I always like have a little bit of this thing, of like, oh, I'm all about productivity and plans and all that. But at the same time, I'm not like the color code time blocker, like rigid thing. To me, that's just like, oh. And I think that's my own journey too here. If you see things that aren't a good fit for you. And so I love that we're like, from the same mold of like, no, don't give me all the <laughs> hardcore rigid stuff. So thank you for that preface. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. And
1: I love to think assistance is like bringing freedom, right? So if we have those things in place, for for example, and I have to preface this with I've never done this before. This year is a little crazy. We started school last week. And we have well, with our 10 kids, we have eight different schools that we're doing. It's a lot. It's a lot of schools for pickup. And <laughs> and exactly for
0: you. Oh,
1: goodness. I know. I just... It kinda, hey. <laughs> that first week, I was like, we didn't leave anybody. And I didn't forget anybody. and didn't lose any children. So I felt like I was doing really well. Nice. Um, but it did feel like all my hair was like popping out all the time. All this to say, this year, I finally... Like I did a spreadsheet. It was my first year to ever do a spreadsheet of who's picking up who, when, and dropping off who, when, and when's the bus coming, and all those things. Because... Yeah. It's like your brain is just constantly thinking like, okay, it's 12 o'clock now. And so now, okay, I have one hour until I have to go pick up Noah. Okay. I have, Like your brain's just constantly doing that. And so if we can get some of those things down on paper, if we can set some alarms, um, that will bless us like crazy. And so I love to start my morning going into morning routine here. I love to start my morning waking up before kids and I don't, I think I'm a morning person, but I've kind of forced myself to be a morning person because I realized that time is just so precious. And I need, I need that quiet. I need time with Jesus, I need my cup of coffee before anybody wakes up. And if I don't get that, then I'm kind of a troll and I'm not a good mom. Like I'm short with people. I'm ticked at the whole world. Like it, it just does not go well. And so kind of worked on training my body like five minutes earlier, five minutes earlier, waking up at 5.15, which seems absolutely ridiculous that that sentence even came out of my mouth. <laughs> but that's what I've been doing.
0: <laughs> Good and for like, you. <laughs> I have those
1: alarms set for like, and I'm not saying any mother has to do this. We need to figure out what, what works for you and you know whatever. But I have to start waking up people at six. And so as I'm sitting there reading my Bible this morning, I was like, oh my gosh, I just, like I, I can't stop thinking about who I need to pick up or who I need to go get up to take to school and how long it's going to take to get there. Like just all the, the timing of everything so people won't be late. Mm-hmm. It was just overwhelming my mind. So I went through and I set all my alarms and so I had an alarm for like, okay, now go wake up Hannah. Okay, now go wake up the boys. Which seems really kind of silly to plan it out that way, but it just helped I wasn't staring at the clock anymore. I knew that my alarm would go off when it went off and that's when I would get up and go wake her up, you know? Um so setting alarms again, I realize this seems kind of rigid and but if there's a lot going on and your brain is constantly thinking about the time of when you need to pick up and drop off, going to set those alarms. Make that happen for yourself and let the home devices, I'll, I will not say her name, unplug yeah. her, set your Alexa, set your clock, whatever you need to do so that you can kind of stay on top of those things and it's not constantly taking up your brain space. Yeah. Okay. Love it. So in the morning, wake up, waking up early, or er than the kids, your early could be eight. I don't care. Waking up before the kids and then having coffee already made. So it's. On the timer from the night before, right? And so you wake up and there's hot coffee already ready. And then sitting down and in the space that you create, having everything that you need there. Like if you want to meditate or if you just want to sit in silence, awesome. You want to light a candle, awesome. Think about like kind of what that ideal morning space would look like for you and how you could kind of feed yourself in the morning. That may mean that you're going on a mile run. That has never meant that for me. I've, I've never. Thought this is a good idea. Let's go on a run first thing in the morning. But <laughs> it may be for somebody. Um, so just kind of prepping your space in your area the night before. So that's just one less thing you have to do. Okay. Waking people up. Our goal for wake up time is that it goes smoothly. And how this happens is you have to start the night before. So we're gonna kinda jump back to afternoon, evening routines and talk about how we're gonna prep for the night before. Does that sound good? Perfect. Yep. Okay. So I love, I'm kind of a, you know, I love a good alarm. And the reason is, is because I forget things a lot. I learned this year that I have ADD and it's, <laughs> I think these alarms are why I'm like, I can halfway do anything because otherwise I just forget everything. Um, but we set an alarm for five o'clock in our house. And with some of the moms i worked at, we do this at whatever time feels like your kids would have the most energy to do this. I set an alarm for five so that I can go into the kitchen and start cooking dinner because I have been known to, look at the clock and be like, oh, it's 7, and people need to get in bed, and I haven't fed anybody. So we need to get dinner going. So I go in and I do start dinner. At 5 o'clock, everybody else has jobs that they're supposed to do. And so we break this up into three areas in our home. Um, everybody has a job to help put dinner, and get dinner on the table. So whether that be putting the silverware on the table, which you know my 4-year-old my who was doing it when he was 2 can do. Like, any kids can do this, right? So they all help do something for dinner. And that may be like an old one where I'm watching the baby while you cook dinner or getting water bottles on the table, whatever that is, everybody has a dinner job. Everybody has to get ready for the next day. So that means making lunches, laying out clothes, packing backpacks. If you have papers that need to be signed, they're responsible for bringing it to you to sign. Um, just setting those really clear expectations about what getting ready for the next day looks like. And for some of my special buddies, we have to get pretty nitty gritty of like glasses, socks, shoes, like all the little things because otherwise we're running around in the morning like a mad person. And I just, I can't even handle looking for a, a sock in the morning. Like I just don't have time for that. Right. Yeah. Who wants to wake up like that? No. So <laughs> they
0: have all we derail our whole day is when we yes. allow it to start like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So setting out all those things the night before. And then our third area that we focus on is that everybody has a zone that they're in charge of. And this could be like our wide range of zones here. Um, My son, Sam has blankets and pillows in the living room. And so he's in charge of picking up all the blankets and pillows. nothing else. If there's toys on the floor, he does not have to pick them up. That's Andrew's job. He's in charge of blankets and pillows. Somebody else is in charge of the Legos upstairs to make sure they're all in their container. My goal is to have the house picked up, dinner done everybody ready for the next day. So when I go to bed and then wake up in the morning, the house is picked up, the kitchen's clean. The kids only have to get dressed and eat breakfast and then we're out the door. Like it just makes for such a smoother morning, you know?
0: Yeah, I love that the that's an interesting take with the zones cuz I do a what I call like a room reset where we all like hands on of like especially the common area like the living yeah. room or whatever, wherever. The toys have been dragged out or the clothes, the blankets, whatever. That everyone resets and it goes where it belongs so yeah you have that clean slate you can for you as mom to like go to bed that night knowing it's at peace <laughs> and to wake yes. up in the morning and not like tripping over things just trying to get everyone out the door yeah so that's that's a cool perspective on that to just like assign zones to everyone that's a fun a fun way to do it I like it yeah And I
1: I appreciate it because when we would we, we used to do we called it a 10 minute tidy at our house um, and when we used to do that it's like hey charlie's not working okay you just been in the bathroom for 10 minutes like everybody's complaining about how it's not fair
0: yeah
1: we can assign specific jobs for each kid it lessens all of that and i know exactly who hasn't done their job (laughs) there you go yeah (laughs) and those blankets are still on the floor you need to get in there and so i know who to who to follow up with and make um to their jobs
0: yes yeah that's more like yeah, it's like running a business with that many <laughs> that, that many kids in there, you have to. Yeah, that's a great way to stay on top of it. Love it. <laughs> okay. So, we've got the after-school evening be proactive of getting things set up here and clean slate for the morning, and then your morning can go smoother. And I love the um having the morning space prepared in advance like for you as well. And I think that's a great idea so that you're – it's, like, all the transitions of the day and it's, like, getting them out. Like, you don't waste time resetting up. Like, you don't waste time in the morning getting everyone's stuff together because it's done. Like, you don't waste going to get your Bible your devotion or your water or whatever. If you want the candle, like, that you have a system to always set it up. Like, I love that that just allows all your transitions to go from one thing. Like, I – get my kids on the bus. And then I try <laughs> I'm like, okay, coming back into school zone. So I'm I'm putting it out there for accountability now. Uh, but to get up early, I'm not getting up at 515. <laughs> but it's trying great, for great. Um, 630 or something, my goal was to I started like having my workout and my shower before they get on the bus. But it's like my I don't wake up that early. So it's like they have to be very efficient on their own. And like I use a timer as well, like, instead of like, hey, go get dressed, go get dressed, which we stuff to do sometimes. But the timer would go off and that like, <laughs> mine's going to talk. The Alexa device is going to go off. And that means, hey, it's time to get ready. And it kind of removes it coming from you. But it's just like a system that they're like, okay, now I go do this. And then like, after they get on the bus, I move like my quiet time to be then. So after they're out of the house, that's my quiet time. And that. so I love just like, thinking through your routines and how can you create systems that set you up so like making sure yeah like I know where I want to have that and I have what I need in place so that it's I don't waste time after they get off the bus I can just go right into my zone so yeah I love this idea for you guys listening to just think through what your ideal like what those main components are of your morning and figuring out what systems you need to do in the morning or the night before in order to make all those transitions just go smoothly. <laughs> yeah. It's the goal. I,
1: I really like the idea of having that one space just to circle back to that because I find the moment I get up from there to go do something else, um, it's going to take me an hour to get back to where I was. And I've forgotten what I got up to get it, you know? Yeah. And so it just helps keep me, keep me set in one place.
0: Yeah. No, that's awesome. Okay. So feeling good. We're thinking through the components. Of parts of our day, have some of these systems to really it's really all about being prepared in advance is really, I think, the summary of where we're at here is how can you be prepared in advance. And again, that whole whenever I just want to repeat what you had said in the beginning, that I love of when we're thinking through talking about these systems, to again like make that trigger in your mind that it's just a system is there to help remove it from swirling around in your head all day. So if you are having a thought if you're constantly trying to think about when you need to pick up your kids or when you need to go do this, what time you need to leave for that, that's a little red flag for you to be like, okay, now is a good time to create a system and how to support that. So just bringing it full circle for you guys to think about systems in that way and how to figure out when you need to make one. And I'm thinking one system that would be very helpful <laughs> would be lunches. So that's another part of our day. Figuring out whether you do it in the morning or the night before making lunches for the kids. Like, Do you have any tips for systems for that and how to make that, especially with all those kids feeding them all? Um, you've got all the knowledge here, so please share. <laughs> yes. Okay.
1: So I love to batch work our meals, like our lunches for the week. And that looks like, well, we do them on Thursday, but a lot of moms I work with do it on Sunday and they'll prepare all the meals for the week for their kids. Um, so we'll just make all the sandwiches at one time and then get them. We have a little Tupperware things that have, you know, the little containers. Yeah. So we'll put like carrots in there, fruit in there, and then their sandwich and a bar and put it in the freezer. So the night before, all they have to do is go get their, their lunch out of the freezer, put it in their lunch kit and put it in the fridge. And so there's kind of been different variations of this that we've tried. I'm just going to say a few. I think that your kids are very capable of making their own lunch, period. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and the room goes silent and are you willing uh, to release control okay
1: <laughs> oh wait I, you can set them up for success so if you don't want to release that control if you're like i don't want a peanut butter mess everywhere i hear you awesome what you can do is you can prep all the sandwiches or whatever the week before have them all ready to go have a snack drawer where they can pick two snacks have a fruit drawer where they can pick two fruits like however you want to divvy that out with their, their fruit, food groups and things And they can gather all the things and put them in their lunch. And so that way they're still having that experience and ownership of I'm packing my lunch, but you kind of have the final say in what's going in there, you know, like with Mm. the snack choices and everything and they do it. So you just kind of have to prep that. And when you're making 20 sandwiches or 50 sandwiches, it's a lot of sandwiches over here. But even when you're, instead of like pulling out the peanut butter every night and pulling out the bread every night and the jelly every night and Making a sandwich and and bananas, it's so much easier if you just pull it out once, make them all, shove them in the freezer. So peanut butter sandwiches are great in the freezer. Those go-gurts are amazing in the freezer. You just pull those out and shove them in. Cheese sticks. All of those things keep for a long time in the freezer. And kids can just grab them and they stay cool in their their lunch kit throughout the day. And by the time it's lunchtime, they're ready to eat.
0: I like it because you don't even need the ice pack. It just... When you utilize the freezer, my brain is like going over here. I'm like, hmm, what can like yeah, my daughter loves the Gogurts and we've recently tested um freezing them and her having it that way. And I'm like, Oh, this is good. My son's been doing the um what are those, uncrustables or whatever. Um, they're already frozen. So same Fantastic. theory. They've already created the idea of the frozen sandwich the balls on its own. So yeah, no, I like this. So just to think through for you guys of yeah, giving your kids because I mean, we've talked about on here before of our job is to teach our kids how to do things. And we don't if we don't ever give them the opportunity, they're not going to learn to do the lunch. And sometimes they may have to learn the hard way of like, No, you do need to pack this much food or you would be hungry or like, No, you don't really need that much food because you came home with like half of it still. And just like learning the nuances of some of these things and giving them that Ownership of feeling proud that they did their own lunch and so yeah, I think that's a great A great thing to play around with to let your kids be involved in so Thank you for that. I'll be brainstorming <laughs> Next week having some options for them Are there other systems For our kids like this to get more involved in so we talked about the launches are there other things Around the house that you have systems for that get the kids involved to help out because that's always always a hot topic of how do we get them to be responsible at all to (laughs) pick up their room or do anything. So what do you have for us for them?
1: It's a very loaded question. Um, (laughs) So I love because I'm all about teaching that independence and it kind of came for us out of necessity so I don't know if we would have gotten there if we didn't have all this little people all at once. And so they had to learn how to put on their shoes and their pants and all the things really early because we couldn't do it all, you know? Sure. And what I learned in that is that they can do it. Like they're pretty amazing and they can do it. And so all of our morning responsibilities for them are things like brushing their teeth, getting dressed, putting their pull up in the trash if they have a pull up, putting dirty clothes in the laundry room, like. Just very basic things, and then they each have one more responsibility that they're in charge of, it's like feeding the dog or checking for eggs, like whatever those things are. And we like to call those roommate responsibilities because what I want to create in them is this responsibility of ownership of their stuff in a house. Yeah. When they go off and they're roommates with somebody, how do you want them to be? How do you want them to be living as roommates? And how can we come on this front end and train them in that? I remember going to one of my friends. Houses and her roommate, it was like a pigsty, and she had to like push things. It was like when we were all in the dorms and stuff, but she had to push things out of the way so she could walk through the room. And I think about her all the time because I'm like, I don't want my kids to be that roommate. Which <laughs> poor girl, I'm sorry, <laughs> she's not listening. Um, but I think about her all the time because I'm like, I, don't, I want them to be responsible. I want them to pick up after themselves. I want them to, I mean, like, I don't need a perfectly made bed, but my goodness, pick up the blankets off the floor. And so you need to figure out what's important to you. Mm -hmm. And then in that, how are you going to train your kids to do that? Because you don't need to be doing it. You're not doing your kids any favors, not doing yourself any favors. They will learn so much responsibility when they can do it themselves.
0: Yeah. And I love, uh, sorry, just to like interrupt for a second to just hone in on that point is so key of making sure you're not overcompensating for them. Like We complain we don't have time to do things, but we're doing more than we need to do because we're not, uh, whether it's. Just have it. You've always done it. It just hasn't occurred to you to stop doing it. Like I was still picking out my kids' clothes, and and then it was like, oh, I I don't know why I'm doing that. I just I don't know. I always have. It's easier. And so I finally was like, okay, just stop and don't really care. Like mix match socks. Like I I don't care. And like when you're making those decisions, you had said about what's important to you, and I think that's huge. There's like a a fundamental line of like, yeah, I don't need the bed to be perfect, but no blankets on the floor, like to, um, share those expectations with your kids of like, okay, this is the baseline. Mm -hmm. And then if they have, cause they're their own people too. So if they have preferences of like, no, this one really wants like everything (laughs) pristine, or this one likes to organize and put their shoes over here instead of over here to let them to be okay with that. If you're going to give them the power to do some of these tasks, to be okay with how they do it. I think is super important to not like Over, like, micromanage how they do the things as well. So, just a little disclaimer there, I wanted to put in um, to remember as you are like gung ho of like, okay, I'm gonna let them do everything. These are all the components of what that looks like.
1: (laughs) Yes, I love that. Um, Because I don't think that we're supposed to be like, we're supposed to be managers of our home, but not micromanagers for sure. Because that really just means we're doing it all. And yeah, (laughs) if you, I, I like to kind of explain it. Like, if you were to walk into a Starbucks and the manager was there and he was answering the phones in the back and doing the drive through and trying to sweep and making your drink order, like, it would feel like the most chaotic coffee experience ever, right? Because he's just trying to do it all and running around trying to do it all. And so I think that often that's how we are as moms. And if you think about our homes and how that affects our homes and how it affects the environment of our homes and kids in our homes, like, it's not a great place to live. But if we can, bring our kids in and build this teamwork mentality all throughout the day. It can be helpful to you and it's helpful for them because they're learning how to have responsibility, learning how to be on a team, learning to work together, learning the importance of all of that. And so I, yes, no micromanaging.
0: Yeah. I love that, that teamwork vibe that learning how to be a team. Yes. It's perfect. Any other tips for the kids getting involved? Yeah, I, I, like to encourage
1: mamas. I think the number one thing that I hear is like, it's so much easier just to do it myself. And I hear that. Like a million times over, I hear that. But those add up to a lot. And so I think just the encouragement of calling your kid in and saying like, hey, I see something here that needs to be taken care of and have the kid work on their observing of the area and dealing with whatever it is. So I'm thinking about backpacks on the floor and shoes on the floor and saying like, okay charlie come here do you see anything that needs to be taken care of in here a backpack where does it go over there okay let's do it like it's very just matter of fact but constantly pulling them back in to come deal with their stuff and it will eventually it will eventually
0: stick hold in there hang in there for the long haul huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's i think that's a good point of We part of our frustration is we share the expectation or what to do once, and we think like, okay, we've said it, and that's what happens. But to realize like, no, it's it's going to take numerous time. It's a teaching. It's not a one lesson. It's a continual like journey of teaching them. And so to yeah, go in with that mindset that you're going to say it more than once. (laughs) We're going to try and avoid saying it constantly, and to not have to explain so much. But yeah, so that's a good point for bringing up. Thank you. I know you've got a lot of tips and strategies and all of that for systems, and so your um, business is Mama Systems, which is so appropriate. And I just wanted to give you a chance to share a little bit more of of how you go in depth with systems for people, and just share more of what you do and and how they can connect with you and what you have. If if you're a mom listening to this, and you're just like, ah, oh, this sounds great, but I just I just can't do it. I just can't get the system. I can't figure it out. Like, I need help. Well, Laura's here. So please, <laughs> please tell us how you can help. <laughs> yeah.
1: So I love working with moms one on one. That's kind of my favorite, just because I get to build relationships with people. And I think that's so fun to kind of be invited into their lives and into their home and really get to know them and their kids and figure out how we can put things in place that will work for them, you know, and that can be sustained for the short term. And then in the long term, you're, able to tweak them and make them um adjust to your new like your new season of life. So that's my that's my favorite. I realize this is not about me though. So back that up. I also have like courses and things like that that walk you through systems and one-on-one coaching we go through I mean pretty much your life and think about all the things that you're doing all the time. And so if you have like special needs kids or you're homeschooling or like anything that's out of the ordinary, we've pretty much dealt with it at our house and it's always good just to have somebody come alongside you who's been there before and help you think through things in a different way, you know? Mm -hmm. And so we kind of assess everything. Sorry. I keep going back to this. We keep assessing everything that's going on in your life. And then from there we categorize what brings you life, what drains you and those things that drain you. We want to eliminate them, automate them and delegate them to get them off of your plate. I don't want anything in your life that's going to drain you. And so if it has to be there, we're going to think of the easiest, fastest way to do it. Less painful way to do it. And then the things that give you life, like we want to prioritize those. We want to make sure we're getting them like, on our calendar, in our daily routine, in our morning rhythm, whatever, however you want to see that, that those things are happening. I know for a long time, I would say that my most important thing for, to teach my kids was scripture. And we could say that, and I would die on that hill a million times over. But then you look, look at our life and I'm like, when am I doing that? When is that happening? And we just didn't have it prioritized in our home. And so different things like that, that you're like, I really want to do this with my kids. I just don't have the space or the capacity to even think about how to do it. And so we work on just being intentional in that way and all different things to make sure self-care is in place and all the things so that you can really be the best mom that you can be to your people. So I would love for you to go check it out. I have a little chore e-guide that's free and it'll be in the show notes, um, nice. but you can download that. It'll help you figure out chores for your kids that are age appropriate and when to put them and how to set expectations clearly for them. So that they can succeed and you can succeed.
0: Yes. I love that setting expectations. Perfect. Thank you so much. Cause yeah, it's just, I feel like I keep saying it's not the hard, complex things. It's the simple, like just identify what's important to you, what you want to do. And you keep feeling regret that you're not doing. Like, okay, that's that red flag of like, how can I create a system here? So I hope you guys walk away with this conversation with just kind of going through your day and being like, Oh, I'm having these thoughts. Like maybe I need to try a system and go check out Laura's resources and and get that support to stop just going through your days feeling rushed and stressed and being frantic in the mornings. And we talked about how to handle like before and after school and and some of these steps just to start making your life easier. So stop just accepting that chaos is what motherhood is and embrace finding more peace and routine. So thank you, Laura, for bringing that in here for us today. You're so welcome. It's been fun. All right. Thanks for hanging out with me today and just joining in on this conversation with Laura, who gave us some awesome, helpful tips. And I just really loved her fresh take on defining systems and what they are. So just remember that it's just that kind of, again, self-awareness, paying attention, noticing when you're stressing out about something, you're always thinking about something, struggling with a part of your day, that that's sort of that red flag to say, hey, I need to come up with some sort of system to make this easier. And she gave us a whole bunch of ideas from alarms to preparing our space in advance and just teaching our kids more responsibilities. So Today was jam-packed and I hope you are feeling excited that you have some ideas to improve your day. And again, just a reminder, send me a message if there's something else that you are hoping to hear on the podcast that you haven't heard yet. And I'd be happy to get some episodes put together to answer your questions. All right. I'm here for you till next time.